Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman joined at the roundtable by Peter Strada, Seth Eggert, and Tom Baker as we get ready to roll through another Thursday night of racing conversation. And I'll pass the buck over to Tom just because it's my show and I can. Uh, do you think the words busy Newsweek are a bit of an understatement? It has been wild and wooly, and I almost feel like we need a little more time than we've actually got to make it happen. <laughs> well, it has certainly been a busy news week, and I'm looking forward to us diving into all of it here on the show. Indeed. Um, I, I know where I want to start, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes, but I want to turn to Seth first and uh, say, welcome back, my friend. Uh, obviously, you needed some time away, and we know that, but definitely very, very glad to have you back with us at the round table. and uh, I know you're looking forward to digging into some of this as well tonight. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack, whether it's Bristol Dirt, uh, iRacing, NASCAR, or IndyCar. Uh, so let's get to it. We will indeed get to it. And I am going to harass Noah Lewis on Peter Strada's orders because he is not here again tonight. And Peter, you and I were talking about it earlier today, that he's been away more than he's been here lately. And between me and Randy, I don't know that Noah's going to have any hair left to pull out by the time we're done giving him grief. Not sure if he will, and he can't blame driving back from a race time from a race this time for missing the show. But <laughs> he does have an overload of homework tonight, so hoping he gets all his assignments done and can join us next week. We'll give him a hall pass anyway. Uh, so what we've got tonight is well a lot, and it's going to start with a very loaded truck race. Not even this weekend, but next weekend, because we have about a mile a minute to talk when it comes Bristol dirt driver announcements and things you didn't expect you'd see. We've also got to set up Hot Lana because that triple header's happening this weekend, including two races in one day, and we're going to hear from the Daytona 500 champion. Michael McDowell, who is the special guest on this show. Tom got a chance to catch up with McDriver this week. So we'll get to all of that after we do a little business here on Motorsports Madness. We'll be back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Seth Eggert, Peter Strada, all around the roundtable talking racing here on a Thursday night. And we are going to rock and roll right into what I mentioned off the top of the show. There was a lot to talk about, and that is the Bristol Dirt NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race that thinks it's a Cup Series race, Tom. Um, there are more ringers and drop-downers and invaders and guys who I wouldn't expect to be running a truck race than... I've seen in about the past five years combined, this is going to be, it's going to be fun, don't get me wrong, but it's also going to be a, a bit nuts trying to keep track of the players. Yeah, and it shouldn't be a points race either because we've got more cup guys and Xfinity guys and dirt guys than we have truck guys in it. And so, you know, for me, it just kind of feels like it should be an exhibition race only. Um but uh, but I think it'll be a blast to watch. I mean, it's certainly going to be a good time seeing all the uh, you know the, the the dirt specialists, if you will, um, in the trucks. But um, I just think this race, if you're going to allow all of that, you just don't make it a points race. You make it an exhibition race, and it should pay much better money than it does, honestly, um, to the teams. Um, you know, it, it just should be kind of a, a different sort of a thing. And, you know, I'm just not crazy about it being a points race. But other than that, I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch it. 
if it's going to be a points race for the cup, guys, it should be pay points all weekend. That's my two cents in it. Now, that being said, we had news, 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 and more news about driver announcements this week. It started Sunday afternoon slash Monday morning, Seth, when we got the finally confirmation after three months, or not three months, but about three weeks of wondering, because auto, in auto owners insurance spilled the beans a while back, uh, that Martin Truex was going to be in a KBM truck. So we knew that was coming, but Truex finally confirmed it. We got Kevin Harvick in a Ford for David Gilliland Racing. And today alone, or yesterday and today, you got Larson in an East Motorsports truck, Kyle Larson. Ryan Newman in for Brad Means. Bubba Wallace driving for Spencer Davis in conjunction with Hattori Racing Enterprises. And Myatt Snyder driving a Rayum Brothers truck all in a span of less than 24 hours. Not to mention J.R. Hefner in the number three for Jordan Anderson. There's that, too. <laughs> I Actually, uh, that, that happened just before we came on air, I think. Yes, it did. But um, I believe, uh, fun fact, this is the first time Truex, Harvick, and Newman are in the same truck race, despite having almost two, if not three, decades of racing in NASCAR between them. And that's mostly because Martin Truex has only run two truck races in his life. Exactly. <laughs> um, Peter, thoughts on this? I mean, it it's kind of a all-star race with a bunch of truck guys trying to earn points in it. And, oh, by the way, everybody still has to try and make the field through heat races. I estimated that when the final entry list comes out, we could very well see close to, if not upwards, of 50 trucks trying to make this show. Yes, it'll make the heat races very interesting to see who makes the feature and who doesn't. This honestly reminds me of the first couple of years of the Mud Summer Classic at Eldora, where everyone was coming out of the woodwork to run in, at the time, one of the first NASCAR National Series races back on the dirt, try to be there for part of history. Just I remember seeing Dave Blaney and Ryan Blaney together in the Kozlowski trucks. You had Larson, Austin Dillon, Newman, tons of guys, and this reminds me a lot of that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Seth that came up with this stat or uh, pointed this stat out earlier this week, Seth, but is it, did you say that five of the seven Eldora Truck Series winners are entered for this race? I did not. I believe Peter said that stat. I knew it was one of the two of you. It's six of seven now with Bubba. Ah, okay. So, so all but one has entered the truck race this weekend, and the one missing, if I remember correctly, is Christopher Bell. That would be correct. Can can somebody find Bell a truck ride before next week? Like, he's the only missing dirt guy piece to this puzzle. And just to add to all this, uh, we have Jessica Friesen running a second Hallmark Friesen truck uh, as a teammate to her husband, Stuart Friesen. And I believe they would be the first husband-wife duo in the truck series to compete and only the second husband-wife duo in the national series to compete joining Elton Sawyer and Patty Moise. 
That is correct, by the way, Seth, and uh, one of those moments where I was on the press conference that they did this week, Tom, with uh, Jess and Stu, and that was a fun press conference, and they're they're totally looking at this from a different angle than what I thought we would see out of them, because I I asked, you know, are are you two going to be as competitive and want to beat each other as you always are, and it was actually Jess that said, you know, no, that she wants to be a good teammate to try and give Stu as much information because she knows he's running for a championship. Of course, she wants to go out and run well, and if they rub fenders along the way, so be it. But, you know, I was really surprised at how open, you know, both of them are going into this and really wanting to play off the other one to find success for this team. Yeah, I mean, you know, at this point, obviously, Jessica understands that she's there to have a good time, and obviously she'd like to win if she can, but, you know, Stewart is a truck regular and has to think about points and all of that. So, you know, I think this, uh, it'll be a fun deal to watch the two of them compete. Jessica is certainly a talented young lady um, and has proven that she's uh, most skilled on dirt, but she can also run pavements. So, you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be fun to see the two of them out there running for sure. Quick around the table here while we've got about three minutes left in this segment. On a scale of 1 to 10, how exciting, with, with all these different guys trying to make the race and knowing that heat races, passing points, that's what's going to set the starting grid, the top 35 in passing points. How crazy are the four heat races going to be on Saturday afternoon for this truck race on a scale of 1 to 10, Tom? Uh, 27 and a half, I think, or so. <laughs> Peter. I was going to say something outrageous, like 11s, but I like Tom's 27 and a half. I like the half, so I'll agree with that. There are no halves in passing points, Seth. Bail us out. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> in short, we are in for a show, and that is going to be, I think, very enjoyable. I do want to add, this was announced uh, about two weeks ago now, but you've also got Chase Briscoe in the Zero uh, Four 4 truck for Corey Roper for that race as well. So I, I think by final count, we've got six NASCAR Cup Series regulars and one NASCAR Xfinity Series regular in Myatt Snyder who are coming down to run this dirt truck race. And I actually talked to Myatt briefly, uh, went back and forth with him this afternoon. I said, what on earth possessed you to do this? And he said, well, besides the fact that, uh, you know, Louisiana Hot Sauce wanted something to do, he, he said that basically he wanted to be a part of history, Tom. And to me, that yeah, that's the novelty here because all these guys are going to be able to say 20, 30 years from now, even if we never do this again, I was there and I was in the field when they put dirt down at Bristol. Well, yeah. I mean, I again, I think this, you know, this is a, a bit of a, this was designed to be a show, obviously. And, you know, you've got the trucks and you've got the cup cars. And, of course, we've had uh, dirt cars last several days racing there in the, um, I guess you could call it the short track portion of, yep. of uh, you know, this event. And, you know, torn up quite a lot of stuff as well. But, yeah. um, you know, I think this is just going to be a great, uh, a, a good, fun, enjoyable race to watch, um, you know, and, and uh, hopefully a truck regular still manages to win it so that uh, it gets them into the playoffs. And, um, you know, a, a, an outsider doesn't uh, steal that potential playoff point spot. 
fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And I, I do think it's very possible. So, I mean, a lot of these truck regulars did have experience from when they raced at Eldora and I believe will be able to contend against the guys who are coming in to get experienced, uh, you know, for the cup race or whatever it is. So a lot of things to, uh, a lot of things to be able to look at there as we, uh, you know, look forward to that event next weekend. Of course, we still have a lot of action coming up this weekend that we'll talk about in a little bit. But next, we'll look back on last weekend. Phoenix Review coming up around the turn. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strata, Seth Eggert around tonight's round table as we continue 
to talk all things racing. And last segment was looking ahead towards the Bristol Dirt Weekend. More on that later. We'll now look back, gentlemen, on where we're coming from, that being the desert and Phoenix Raceway. And I'm just going to go right around the table to start and ask about the Xfinity race on a scale of 1 to 10. How entertained were each of you, Tom? Um, well, I only saw highlights because I was at uh, Hickory broadcasting the Carolina Pro Late Model Series event. Actually, uh, Peter uh, and Noah were with me, but uh, it seemed like it was more entertaining than the cup race was, for sure. I, I You know, I would agree with that assessment. Seth, I'll go to you next, since uh, I, I admittedly didn't think about the fact that Tom and Peter were both at Hickory uh, on Saturday, but uh, your thoughts on the Xfinity race versus the cup race? Well, it was definitely more entertaining. Out of a scale of 1 to 10 on the excitement factor, uh, I guess I'd give it like a 7.5. There were a lot of good parts, and then there were some that maybe NASCAR missed a caution here or missed a caution there that the next day in the cup race they called cautions for. So maybe there's a little bit of consistency issues that I'm looking at as well. All right, uh, I'll I'll buy that. So uh, we'll go. Ahead. Peter, do you have any thoughts? Did you catch any highlights? I did catch highlights, and it, they definitely tried to make this race as crazy as last year's championship race, where there were three white at the white flag back in November. Just a dominating run all around for Austin Sindrick, and I think he'll have a very Chase Briscoe style season, racking up those wins and playoff points this season. Okay, fair enough. I, I will give you that, and I, and I will add to it that I was not surprised that Sindrick did what he did. If anything, Tom, I was more surprised that Ty Gibbs was able to back up his win from the Daytona Road Course with a, I would argue, stellar run from outside the top 20 to a runner-up finish. Well, I'll tell you what, this is a young man who obviously has an extreme amount of talent and they have chosen his starts very wisely. And I think that, uh, I think Ty is a young driver that has the chance to do a lot of good um, and be a very positive impact on a lot of people with uh, his name and the mission if he continues to um, speak the way he did after his uh, ARCA win in the post-race interview. And uh, so, you know, he's he's got a golden opportunity here. If he keeps running the way he's running, he's going to win a lot of races. So um, they've chosen his starts wisely for him. And, uh, you know, I definitely think he's made the most of them for sure. I'm, I'm surprised, to be honest. Um, and how he's performed in these first couple races, not so much this last one because he's been there before, but uh, certainly the road course win was big um, and not really necessarily his element. So, um, you know, he's off to a great start as a driver in the Xfinity Series, and if he just keeps himself in check and keeps himself humble, um, I Peter, I think he's got a, a really big career ahead of him for sure. I think he's got a long and illustrious career ahead of him, and I don't think he's done winning this year. I think just a couple more stars once he really starts to get a feel for these Xfinity cars. I think later this summer, races like Road America, Mid-Ohio, maybe even the Indianapolis Road Course. I know I just listed 
bunch of road courses in. He's not necessarily a road course ace, but I think his starts later this regular season, maybe even into the playoffs, if he's running any of those races, he'll have more shots at victory lane. I could see him easily getting another win or two this season. I, I agree with that, Peter. As as surprised as some people have been this week when I've said that, I, I do think Ty is going to be capable of, of another win or maybe a couple wins yet this season. Uh, Seth, I want to turn to you on this next point because we watched a very, very excited and very, very, I think, shocked Brandon Brown come up third and end up in the post-race press conference on Saturday evening. How big a moment, I mean, is there any way to quantify for that small team how big a moment Saturday night was with not only his best career Xfinity finish, but really proving that he can run against the power teams? Yeah, I think uh, considering the fact, and to quote Brendan uh, himself, this didn't happen because of rain. This didn't happen because it was a road course. Didn't ha- this didn't happen because it was a super speedway. It happened at Phoenix. Twelve uh, people work on that car. It's a 12-man team. And they are parking in front of Junior Motorsports. I don't know how else you can quantify that. It's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. And I'm excited to see what they can do. I think they've emerged as a potential sleeper to really do some damage in these playoffs. And I honestly think that there is a win in that 68 team at some point this season. I'm not sure where but I believe that team is capable of winning a race. I mean, we listened to it, and and Tom, he uh, when we had him, uh, when you talked to him for the Madness uh, a week or so ago now, uh, he believed it then, and I would argue he believes it even more now. <laughs> yeah, I think we brought him some good luck. Uh, but you know what? I also have to throw a huge bone uh, or a huge prop out there for uh, Mike Harmon in the 74 team with Bailey Curry yes. driving that. That was a seventh place finish, their career best, and a really good run for those guys. Ryan Bell providing the setup for that car, and boy, did he nail it for Phoenix. That car was definitely uh, much, much better than we've ever seen it. And yeah, both he and Brandon Brown stood out to me as uh, the really big uh, stories of that event on Saturday, and mm-hmm. it was good to see them both have such good runs. All I'm going to say about Austin Sindrick is the same thing I said about Chase Briscoe at this point last year, that they're dangerous, and this should serve as fair warning to the rest of the Xfinity series, that the 22 team of this year is basically the 98 team of last year in terms of the potential domination that I see out of them. I, I don't see that juggernaut slowing down anytime soon. I asked Sindrick afterwards, you know, you look comfortable, are you? And he said, this is the most time I've spent in one series before ever consistently. And I think he's proven exactly why that's important. Now, moving ahead to the Cup Series race, I'll go back to the entertainment value question. Scale of 1 to 10, Tom, where were you sitting for Sunday's race? Um, I'll, I'll give it a soft six. Um, I just didn't feel like it was all that entertaining to be honest. And I, but I'm not, I mean, it's not that big of a deal to me because not every race is going to be a gem and boy, the first four have been spectacular. So we were kind of due for a bit of a letdown there, but, um, 
you know, I didn't think it would come at Phoenix. I was more thinking maybe at Atlanta. So maybe Atlanta will end up being a great race now. <laughs> um, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Peter. On a scale of 1 to 10 in entertainment value, I'd give Phoenix a uh, 5.5 or a 6. I mean, the best season ever has got to have duds eventually, right? And in the end, it was defined by a long green flag run where Truex just got a great final restart and drove away from the field. There was no late caution to bunch them up and just it was just kind of status quo towards the end. All right, fair enough. Seth, are you, are you kind of middle of the road too? Yeah, I'm going to go with a six. Although I will say the most entertaining part was Kyle Larson passing, what was it, 175 cars throughout the day? Yeah, and, I mean, uh, he only went and, back. Uh, yeah. And uh, hoping there was passing points available. I, I believe I was the one that tweeted that, if I remember right. You tweeted that after I mentioned it to you, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, something like that. Uh, no, I Larson only got sent to the back three times and came back you know, through the field for a solid finish. Every single time, if he hadn't had to, if he hadn't had to come from the back once or twice, I think he probably had the fastest car in Phoenix. That being said, so you know, just one of those things. Um, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's not your day, and unfortunately, the speeding police were all over Kyle Larson all day on Sunday. Now, there was one highlight-worthy moment that came right at the drop of the green flag. Tom, could you find a space to put a piece of paper between Polsett or Brad Keselowski and the inside wall at the end of Pit Road, as close to it as he went to try and defend at the start of that race? Oh my gosh, I, I'd forgotten about that until you just uh, brought it back up again. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm not sure you could have fit a piece of paper or even a paper clip in that space, but uh, somehow we got away with it. Yeah, we got away with it. <laughs> Brad kind of tweeted the uh, video replay on Twitter later and just was like, yep, this is what I do. Basically, as if everything was normal, I'm like, okay. You're a lot calmer than I figured you probably would have been. Anyhow, uh, that being said, coming up in our next segment, I do wanna I, I do wanna be able to chat about uh, guys who now you know the the deeper we get in, we're now five races in, and I know there's still a lot of time left, but uh, we are really starting to get into crunch time where some of these guys who have gotten off to bad starts need to uh, need to find some withdrawals from the luck bank, otherwise they are going to be in a world of hurt and I can't believe we would even be talking about must win situations six or eight weeks into the season but uh, there are some guys who have had such abysmal luck that we are starting to get to that point so more on the cup race coming up and then we can uh, start looking ahead towards the truck race at Atlanta there's some iRacing still to talk to but in our next segment in regards to the cup series conversation Tom got a chance to chat with the Daytona 500 champion who's gotten off to a stellar start with Front Row Motorsports this season in Michael McDowell, who I imagine has been smiling for, oh, about the last four weeks. That interview coming up right around the turn here on Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career. Don't go anywhere. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. 
For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, and Seth Eggert with you on the program. And uh, the guys were talking about chocolate shakes during the break, and that's now making me hungry. However, uh, we still have more of a show to take care of. And right now, we are going to hear from the reigning Daytona 500 champion from Front Row Motorsports, because Tom got a chance to catch up with McDriver, as he's affectionately known, Michael McDowell, this week to talk all things racing five races in, the hot start for Mike McDowell and the 34 team, and uh, their outlook going forward into the remainder of 2021. Sit back, relax, and here is Michael McDowell on the Madness. Michael, first of all, congratulations from all of us uh, with Motorsports Madness on your big win. Uh, I I believe that you would have to still be somewhat walking 10 feet off the ground, although, uh, you know, obviously you've run some races since then. And for the most part, um, you guys are having a pretty good season this year. Talk about, first of all, 
what it was like to actually win the Great American Stock Car Race and talk about uh, your season since then. Yeah, it's been, you know, like you said, an incredible uh, to win the Daytona 500 and, you know, just to, to be in the sport for a very long time and, and to, uh, you know, dream of getting to victory lane and then to finally do it and to have it be the, you know, the biggest race of, of our season, of our yeah. sport, the Daytona 500. It was, you know, it's all a bit uh, overwhelming, and but it's been amazing, and it's been, you know, just a, a great experience, you know, for the team and for my family and I. It's, um, you know, it's been unreal, and and like you said, um, but at the same time, you know, you load up the next week and you got to go racing again. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and, you know, fortunately for us, the season has gone well and, you know, we kicked off those first three races with top tens. And um, so it's it's been a great start to the season, not just because of the wind, but, you know, the speed that we've had in our race cars and just um, the momentum that we've been able to build. And um, so, yeah, it's been, you know, it's it's what you dream of. You know, you hope to come out of the gates and, and have a, a strong start and, you know, to get locked in the playoffs early and, and to do all those things, you know, so early on in the season. It's been been pretty awesome. Has winning the 500 changed your strategy at all in terms of how you've approached the races since then? Because I know we hear a lot of talk all the time about, you know, getting a win early in the season allows you to maybe experiment more um, and, and try some different things during the season because you're already in the playoffs. Um, and then, of course, uh, there are other teams that say, well, no, we're, uh, every playoff point, every stage point's important. You can't really uh, get too far out left field. Um, right. How has it changed your uh, approach with your team at Front Row? You know, I think that it's given us a little bit of flexibility, but, you know, I would probably lean towards, you know, the second part where, you know, every race matters and every point matters and, and you want to run well. I, I think that you do, you can be um, a bit more aggressive with strategy and maybe some setup things, you know, but at the same time, you're not going to go in with, with something really unproven or yeah. untried just because you know, with no practice and, and no qualifying, you just, there's no opportunity to, to fix, you know, if you, if you do miss it. And so I think it, you know, it, I don't want to say it eliminates, but there's a limited amount of opportunities where you can, you know, get outside of the box with this schedule. Um, so you just try to make every weekend count and score as many points as you can. Now, looking ahead at the schedule, of course, we've got a dirt race coming up in a week or so uh and then um you've got a number of new road courses this year that uh aren't normally on the cup schedule when i look at it this looks like an opportunity for michael mcdowell to win some more races here with the road courses and and of course you got the super speedway still to come um when you look at the schedule do you guys feel confident that uh, we may be able to sneak the 34 car back in victory lane again before the season's over? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, this schedule lends its hand to us. Um, like you said, with, you know, with road courses and, and there being new venues and, and new road courses, that's, you know, exciting for us. And, and we still have some great racetracks on the schedule, you know, with, with three more super speedways. Sure. And, you know, so when we looked at, you know, 2021, we thought that, you know, this is a great opportunity for us and gives us, you know, a few more chances to have a shot at winning a race. And, and we know, we know where we are and we know who we are. And we know that we're not going to contend for wins every single weekend. Right. But we also know that we have those races that we, 
are in the mix and and you have to be in the mix to even have a shot at it and so we feel like you know when we looked at the the schedule and with the changes and new venues that this could be you know the year for us to you know to sneak a win in there and get ourselves in the playoffs and you always hold on to that that hope that you can and you know obviously we did um early on and and so yeah we do we do feel like there's some great racetracks coming up for us and some opportunities and and I know how tough it is to win races and, and we're realistic on where we're at and, and thankful that, you know, that we got one in the, you know, in the books, but yeah, I do think that there'll be some opportunities for us to, uh, to run really well and, and give ourselves a chance. We've always had a tremendous amount of respect for Bob Jenkins and Jerry freeze and the whole group at front row for how they've approached their work in the cup series and the way that they go about things talk a little bit about that and and about them and about how the team has evolved overall because i feel like you've gotten uh, better and better each year and it's not huge increments it's just a little and a little and a little and a little and all of a sudden you're winning the daytona 500 talk about the team a little bit and the folks behind it yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I, you know, I've I've been with the team, you know, a few years now, and and like you said, uh, you know, I feel like we've been chipping away at it, and and every year we get a few spots better. We finish a few spots better in the points and you know average finishes, and you know I felt like last year was was kind of a breakout season for us, um, you know, with just the speed of our race cars and. Yeah. You know, we had more top tens and more top fifteens and more top twenties. You know, as an organization than we ever have. And so that was we we knew that we were we were getting closer to being in the conversation, and and we also knew that we still have, you know, we still do have you know um, room to uh, improve, and and we still had a few things that we needed to clean up and tidy up from, you know, execution and pit stops and you know things at the shop that that we just you know always are striving to be a little bit better and a little bit faster, and 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 so we didn't feel like we had hit our peak. And, and so coming into this year, we felt confident that, you know, that we could continue to have that next little bit of jump and um, you know, jumps aren't big in the sport. You know, you don't go from 30th to first in, in a year and, right. and we've, we've just made that progression. And, um, and I do think that it's a lot to do with our leadership. You know, we have a great owner with Bob Jenkins and he has, you know, a vision and, and knows what he's looking for in the race team. And, but he he's also been, you know, the first one to tell you that he's been growing it slowly so that he could sustain it and be in the sport and continue to, um, you know, to make progress because we see a lot of owners come in and they immediately want to win championships and, and go to victory lane. And they they spend so much, you know, whether that's with manufacturers or alliances or yeah. a top tier you know, engine program and a top tier driver and all these things. And in two or three years, they're out of business. Um, and they haven't built anything. And so uh, Bob's done it the right way. And, you know, that leadership's, you know, important. And Jerry Freeze obviously is the guy that runs with the ball here. And um, But, you know, since I've been at, at the organization, we've made a lot of changes on the competition side. And, and we've put people in different places and moved things around and, and really feel like we, you know, we're going in a good direction and continue to go in a good direction. And it, it is. It's something special. You know, we're still a small team and, you know, we're still kind of the underdog, but we've really put together a great group of men and women that, um, you know, can compete at a high level. And, and we're still doing it with, you know, a fraction of the people and a fraction of the, the budget. 
Got about uh, three minutes left here. But co- two more questions. First is uh, looking ahead to next year and uh, the new cars coming in. What What is your team doing right now to prepare for that, and how do you feel that's going to kind of affect uh, the racing when we start uh, in 2022? I mean, obviously there's a lot of unknowns with, you know, the next-gen car, but we're optimistic in – in the regards of just the overall design and, and what the next gen car is trying to accomplish with, you know, bringing some more parity to the sport and, you know, sort of specking certain parts and pieces and, and limiting the development. You know, I, I know that there's going to be some growing pains. There always is with change. Um, but we're optimistic that this is what we need from our organization selfishly to to be a top team and to compete at, at a higher level than we're competing yeah. right now and and so we're optimistic um but we also know that the top teams will always be the top teams and and you're always going to be against that but i've always sort of thought that you know in any sport and in any form of motorsport on a given day when you hit everything right and you execute perfectly you should at least have a shot at winning a race and i feel like um you know, up until, you know, this last year or two, that's been probably hard to say in our sport that that's a possibility, even at a road course. Um, you take, you know, you take some of the best drivers in the world and, um, you know, you just can't make up the difference. And right. so I think that, you know, our sport is going to go in a, a good direction with this next gen car. And, you know, and I hope that it drives costs down for teams and it becomes more sustainable and, and, you know, more so than anything, we, we know that that's an important aspect of it. Um, and, and like I said, there's, there's obviously uh, a lot of unknowns, but we'll navigate those as, as they come. And, and hopefully we'll um, be getting our, our first car here soon so we can start, you know, working on, you know, what we need to do and prepare as a shop and a team to get ready. One more quick question. We'll get you out of here on this in about a minute. Uh, talk about uh, your sponsors, anybody that helps you give uh, whatever shout out you need to here. You got about 60 seconds. Yeah. I and mean, for us, you know, Love's Travel Stops has been the backbone of, of Front Row in this organization well before I was ever here as a driver. And, and so to finally get them into victory lane, you know, David Reagan went to victory lane and Chris Busher went to victory lane. Yes. But nobody had, has taken the Love's car to victory lane. And so, with them being such an intricate part of our team and, and just who we are as an organization, it was so rewarding to get, you know, loves into victory lane. And, um, you know, so that's a big accomplishment for, for myself and the team. Just so thankful for their partnership and, and many others. Um, and so we just, we got good momentum. We got, you know, freight auctions on the car this weekend at carparts.com and Speedco and, and we're starting to build out this, this schedule and, and picking up that momentum we need to, that was Michael McDowell from Front Row Motorsports. And, Tom, uh, real quickly before we go to break, uh, what was your biggest takeaway from talking to Michael? Obviously, the enthusiasm was there, but there was a lot to unpack in that. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, first of all, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever talk to. I mean, that interview was such a pleasure to do, and I'm not sure quite what happened there at the end with the audio, but um you know, it was we were only a few seconds from closing the interview. Anyhow, um, he was um, he was very gracious. But I think the biggest thing that you can take from this is the confidence, quiet confidence and the fact that it may not seem to those of us watching the races sometimes that that team is making a lot of progress. But 
you know, when you're on the inside and you kind of understand how this all works, as he said, Jacob, you know, they've, they've been improving, but they've been doing it slowly. And that's how Bob Jenkins needs to do it because he doesn't have the resources that others, um, you know, would, would have to, to make a quicker growth. So um, definitely a great uh, deal for sure for him and looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season brings. I am too. I'm really excited for them. It's been cool to see them run up in the top 10 to 15 over the course of these first handful of races, and I do hope it continues as far as the intermediate program is concerned. With that, we are going to step aside to a commercial break. When we return, even more Motorsports Madness. Stick around. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life, Jacob Seelman, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert, Tom Baker, still around the round table as we continue to talk racing on a Thursday night. And let's see, we're halfway through this show. I've been punching buttons. I've survived and somehow haven't lost my train of thought yet. That's all progress, which is good. However, should we run into problems and need a reboot, or I need a reboot, as the case may be, Tom, our friends at My Computer Career, can not only help with that, but also with all sorts of other IT things as well. Yes, they certainly can. If you are looking for a first career, a second career, or a fifth career, My Computer Career might just be the answer. My Computer Career is training for a better life. It is IT training is what it is, and it is one of the fastest growing industries still in the U.S., and there are over 250,000 jobs still unfilled in this country here's how easy this is you can go to mycomputercareer.edu you can take a free career evaluation and if you feel like this is a career you want to pursue it's pretty simple my computer career has financial aid available including the gi bill if you are eligible you can train in just one to two days a week online that's it and then in four to six months you can be ready to enter the workforce and start your new career. And My Computer Career will work with hundreds of employers at that time to help get you placed. This is not uh, a fly-by-night company at all. They are actually more mentor than they are trainer. They really want to succeed with every one of their students, and they will work with you and do what it takes to get you out there and get you going in a brand-new career. So, Check out their website, mycomputercareer.edu. It is training for a better life, and we really appreciate uh, the folks in My Computer Career being so um, much a part of what we do here uh, with these shows. And in fact, uh, My Computer Career sponsors a late model. And uh, that driver, Jerry Johnson, will be on our lead lap show on Monday on Race Chaser Radio. Very much fun. So I'll see all these things tie together, and what we're going to tie together is the second half of our show, which comes up right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert, Tom Baker still with you. And this is the first time all night I've gotten to use this breaking news. Because we do have a little bit of news, uh, albeit of the television variety. Uh, courtesy of Ryan Blaney's Twitter account, Tom... Blaney will be pulling double duty on Saturday with the truck race and the Xfinity race at Atlanta. Except, no, he's not driving. So, I interpret this as meaning he's going to be in the FS1 booth for both races. Which, quite frankly, Blaney in the TV booth has been really fun to listen to the last couple years when he's done select shows. So, I am a fan of this. I enjoy this news. Well, yeah, and, and Ryan's obviously, um, I mean, he himself doesn't have a ton of dirt experience, uh, but certainly his family does, so he knows um, about uh, about dirt track racing, and I think uh, he'll be entertaining, and, and honestly, we've had a number of drivers this year in the booth, and I think all of them have done very, very well, um, and I, I think uh, Seth is talking in our chat about Bubba being in the booth for the Xfinity race. I have not heard that, but that would be interesting to have uh, Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney both in the booth for the Xfinity race. Uh, Bubba, of course, running the truck race in the Spencer Davis Motorsports. And now, 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 hang on a minute, Tom. You're merging two weekends. Remember, we're at Atlanta this weekend, not Bristol Dirt. Oops, my bad. That is true. It is at Atlanta. I was thinking, well, wait a minute. So is did I read that? Is Ryan, he's going to work both races this weekend. Okay, I was interpreting yes. that as the dirt track uh, nope. race at Bristol. My nope. bad. But, Seth, I will add to this. We've had a couple really good driver tandems for the Xfinity races. Kurt Busch, Joey Logano comes to mind. Logano, Suarez. But Bubba Blaney, if that is what's happening, may be the best of the bunch. 
I know Bubba is supposed to be in the booth for Circuit of the Americas and one other race. I can't remember if it's Atlanta or Talladega. That's the only problem. Ugh, I, I hope it's Atlanta because him and Blaney would be in the booth. Uh, him and Blaney would be money, I think, in the booth this weekend. I know, Tom, you want me to come back to you. We've only got about 10 seconds left in this segment, so I'm going to have you hold your news about Spencer Davis, and we'll get to it right after this break. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Digging into the second half of the show, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert, still around the round table. Tom had news 
Before our last break, about the Spencer Davis team, we already talked about them earlier because they've got Bubba Wallace and Columbia Sportswear on board for the Bristol Dirt Race next weekend. But, Tom, you tipped that they have a new crew chief as well. Yes, and it's a, a veteran, too. Danny Gill has now taken Ooh. the reins. As the crew chief of the number 11, Danny has won uh, a number of truck races with various drivers uh, in the past as a crew chief and also was the crew chief for Jeremy Clements when he won his only uh, race, uh, the road course race, a couple of years ago. Where was that? Road America or Mid-Ohio? Road America. Which. Road America. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, Danny's been around for a long, long time. He's been in Cup. He's been in Xfinity. And he's been in trucks. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Danny announced today that he has taken the reins as the crew chief of Spencer Davis's number 11. And Seth mentioned that uh, Spencer now has the the – um owner points from nemco so uh looks like um they're making a move at uh, spencer davis racing to get that number 11 back to um uh competition and and uh put him up front where he belongs it's a big deal and tom you and i have known spencer for a long time i mean he's put a lot of blood sweat and tears into that truck operation you know and, and really it's built been built out of him trying to push his way to the next level after his late model career and that he's done a fine job with it i mean he's made the best of what he's had and had some at times not so great circumstances uh trying to hinder them you know whether it's not qualifying for races or you know trying to make do with equipment equipment or what have you but like you said they've really put a lot into this lately and I think uh, I or at least I hope we're going to see the fruits of those labors here shortly because Spencer has been very committed to the truck series and very committed to this team obviously it's his name on it so excited for them and excited for the future I really re do want to see this 11 team do well yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Spencer is a very talented young racer, and they've they've done all they can with this uh, team to try to get it to where they wanted, and certainly bringing in Danny Gill and uh, then making sure they've got owner's points now, especially this season, is a big, big deal for them. And, uh, Seth, I know you got um, uh, some Blaney news uh, to talk about. We were mentioning it uh, part of the last segment, too. Yes, uh, joining him in the booth as the driver analyst for the Xfinity series, unfortunately, is not Bubba Wallace. Oh. It is Tyler Reddick. Ooh, former Brad oh, Keselowski boy. racing teammates. I can get behind that. That should make an interesting combo. Oh, man. From teammates to booth mates, Peter. The, the Saturday afternoon for the truck race just got or Xfinity truck Xfinity, Xfinity. Which, Xfinity race whichever race either way it's gonna be fun it'll definitely be fun and just Fox Sports 1 putting all these random drivers together in combos like you said in the previously has has brought together great uh, duos in the booth so I'm really excited to see how Blaney and Reddick team up together with Adam Alexander of course, as we mentioned, they were teammates once upon a time in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series at Brad Keselowski Racing. So they've got the rapport. It's just a whole whole different ball of wax, as some of these guys have learned when you uh, get up in the TV booth and have to talk about race cars or race trucks, in this case, rather than drive race cars or race trucks. So all's well and good there, and we will move forward into another subject that we haven't gotten to yet, and that is...
Uh, the race that happened earlier on in this show actually started before we went live. And Seth, uh, the iRacing world is coming alive again. Next week, we've got the eNASCAR Pro Invitational uh, that's coming back for its first race at Virtual Bristol Dirt. But we had the IndyCar uh, iRacing Challenge come back with their first race earlier tonight. Alex Pillow getting the win in that, and uh, I know in general you've wanted to uh, you've wanted to chat about the uh, the whole i racing deal just because it's kind of a unique time considering we're not back to normal and we're yet a year on from when all of this kind of exploded during the uh, very initial part of the pandemic. Yeah, and at least for NASCAR, they've embraced it for many years at this point. And for the NASCAR side of iRacing, they sanctioned their own series, the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, which ran earlier this week at Atlanta. Uh, they've had the Pro Invitational, the Saturday Night Thunder, uh, you name it. They had a, a series for it just about last year. And IndyCar on the hand. I was going to say, you, you went where I was going with that. IndyCar is it, the exact reverse of this scenario. Yeah, ha as someone who competed in IndyCar regularly for several years on iRacing. The last time IndyCar officially sanctioned the series was 2013. Since then, yes, there's an IndyCar series on iRacing. Yes, it's up to date with the schedule, the car, but it's not officially sanctioned. There is no uh, IndyCar eSports series. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was a hassle just to get I IndyCar onto uh, the Forza console game. And there's many in on the IndyCar side of the media and some IndyCar fans that treat iRacing like a joke, like a certain media member that we were talking about before the show. Honestly, I don't agree with their logic because one of the reasons why IndyCar is not gaining anything is aside from their IndyCar challenge, they're not putting any effort into iRacing. And as Tom's saying, uh, Robin Miller. I, I, I was going to say, if, if, you, if you're not going to call him out, I will. And I'll just, uh, yeah. Seth, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to go straight to the fact that Robin Miller yeah. said in his mailbag this week, Tom, on Racer.com, that, quote, he doesn't pay it any attention and pretends like the iRacing events don't exist. Um, really? I, I, I don't get that. Like, this is great promotion of the sport, and you want to pretend like it doesn't exist? Come on! Well, I think Robin's getting a little old and cranky, uh, you know, in his advancing years. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, he just doesn't see the correlation and and see the, the value to it as a, as a training platform, let alone... Uh, for any kind of entertainment. Now, I will I will say that for me, um, I think that the the NASCAR eSport deal was really cool when we didn't have real racing. But I honestly, um, I feel like I don't know if it's going to be if it's going to have quite the appeal this time. Although it probably will with the demographic that normally races on the sim. Um, you know, I just think that uh, it was a a, a great concept for a filler um you know when we needed one and and i do think that uh indycar needs to 
um, get off its high horse and actually start sanctioning this this type of uh, uh, racing again because they need to recognize that they can have talent that can come from this just as NASCAR has, Jacob. And so, you know, I think they need to, you know, IndyCar's uh, brass tends to thumb their nose sometimes at, uh, at, at things that they think are beneath them, quite frankly. And, you know, I just think this is one of those cases, and I think they need to wake up and realize that sim racing is valuable, it's fun, and it's entertaining. All right, Seth, you've got uh, about 30, 40 seconds. I know you wanted to make one more quick point. Yeah, my other quick point is uh, something Robin Miller said, that iRacing will not replace real racing. It's not here to replace it. It's here as a complement to it. Thank you. That That is a very sensible point there, and one that Agreed. I think those of us who have been around the sim have, have preached for, for quite some time. There is no intention of iRacing to come in and replace real-life racing. As Seth said, it's meant to go alongside real racing, and in particular to promote the real racing, specifically as the Cup Series is doing with the Pro Invitational Races, to promote the real racing that is happening during that upcoming weekend. It gives kind of a preview, if you will, of what you're going to see over the weekend. With that said, we're going to take a break. We're going to have more conversation coming up right around the turn. Stick with us. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. 
cars. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the madness as we continue through our motorsports journey this evening. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Peter Strada, Tom Baker still with you and talking racing. And I guess that lets us give a shout out, doesn't it, Seth, to young Jesse Love, who was the highest finishing Arkham Menard Series West regular during last weekend's race at Phoenix, the race that we uh, alluded to earlier that Ty Gibbs went to victory lane in. Jesse finishing sixth in that event. And really, uh, you and I were talking about this a little bit during the week, but uh, I think a very healthy ARCA race. It was a combo race between the West and the National Series, and we had 30 cars on the entry list, and it was a really, really competitive show. I was pleased. Yeah, 30 cars on the entry list, uh, 26 made past lap one. Um, unfortunately, uh, Gracie Trotter uh, ran into some issues, uh, took Jack Wood, Tony Breidinger, and uh, one other with her, I believe. Uh, and Overall, uh, it was a exciting race. Ty Gibbs uh, basically dominated the race, and he had one nice burnout post-race. Oh, my goodness. Tom, I don't know if you saw that burnout, but when, uh, to me, if a driver not only burns the tires to the ground, but leaves a steaming pile of rubber where the burnout was, you're doing something right. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, if, if you know, if you're into burnouts, that definitely got a twelve on a ten scale for sure. That was yes. uh, it was pretty uh, pretty impressive. Um, all in all, though, to like Seth and I were talking a minute ago, Tom, um, I think it's a sign of things starting to look up a little bit for the Arca series. I know we uh, saw some really. Uh, really iffy car counts last year at times, but I, I think the fact that we pulled 30 cars for a, uh, a show at Phoenix where, you know, that's a lot of travel for some of these teams, and to see the quality of, you know, I, I would argue half or more of the field, I, I think it is, you know, slowly but surely leaning back in the right direction. It's still going to take a little time. There may still be some times this year where we look at it and get a touch nervous, but I think this is uh, one of the more positive signs that I've seen for the ARCA series and the health of the series in a while. Well, yeah, I mean, Phoenix is a high-profile show, so, um, you know, I would expect everybody to kind of prioritize that a little bit. Um, I'm going to just sort of sit, sit, on the sidelines and reserve judgment on that um, until I see how the rest of this year goes when you get back to going to these short tracks and such to see what the car counts look like. But certainly, you know, again, you got to remember there there is some pretty good cup 
level team participation right now in the series. Um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily going to be long-term for at least some of them. So we'll just have to see, but um, certainly it was a good turnout and, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting race to be sure. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to start to look ahead here a little bit towards this weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the first of two NASCAR race weekends at Atlanta this season. And nice to see Atlanta back with two weekends on the schedule this year. I'm particularly a fan of that because uh, Atlanta has always been one of the tracks I've really genuinely enjoyed going to over the course of the years uh, in the motorsports media that I've been in here for the better part of the last decade. Um, Simple one to start off, but I do want to go around the table because Saturday we see the Truck Series and Xfinity Series run back-to-back -back races. The trucks kick it off at 2.30, Xfinity follows at 5. The question is, are you a fan of that doubleheader format, and would you like to see more of it if you are a fan? Tom, I'll start with you. Yes, absolutely. I'm a fan and I would like to see more of it. I think the um, the only thing that perhaps is risky when you're doing two races in a day is obviously a situation where, you, you know, you get delayed by weather or whatever. Um, but I love the idea of that. I think that the less time we can make these teams have to spend at the racetrack, the better because it keeps expenses down and, uh, you know, I think these double headers are fun, and it makes a better day for the fans. Seth, uh, yes, I like it, and I would like to see more of it. However, I do not want to see it at road courses because, like Tom said, with the risk of weather. Granted, we will run in the rain on road courses, but later in the year with severe weather, there's a chance that even in the rain, we might have to stop. And with most road courses not having lights, it might not be possible to run doubleheaders on a road course. <laughs> if I had a bell, you'd get a ding, Seth. Peter. I've been a fan of the Atlanta doubleheader since it debuted in 2015, and I thought they should take it to any track that has a tripleheader race weekend because I think it's a great value for the fan if you're going to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend or if you're watching on TV. You can just keep it on FS1 all day Saturday and see a lot of great racing action. I love it when guys like Kyle Busch try and run both races in one day. I think it's just all around a big move, a big win that NASCAR should capitalize on. It is a four-for-four four unanimous decision on this question because I, I wish we would do this more often. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, in a way, it's weird when you don't have that truck race on Friday night. But to me, it, it, you know, back-to-back -back races on Saturday gives us a full day of something to do, and I'm just a big fan of it. Plus, uh, Peter, like you said, to see the guys who uh, have the opportunity to try and run in both races is always really cool, and you get excited. If they don't do well in the first, they get a chance to rebound in the second or if they do well in the first you know you want to see how they do in the second there's a lot of things to follow when it comes to that so uh, i'm looking forward to this weekend i think it's going to be fun it's it's reverse of what we've seen usually the xfinity race has been the lead off and the truck has uh, has kind of finished the day off so they've reversed it uh, for this year's doubleheader but 
uh, still very much excited about both races on Saturday. Now, that being said, the Sunday headliner, the Cup race, has kind of gotten a reputation of being a bit of a snoozer the last couple years. Do we have any optimism that we get a, a halfway good race out of it uh, this weekend? Peter, I'll start with you this time. I think Atlanta is one of the most entertaining tracks on the circuit with the tire degradation and how aggressively drivers have to conserve their tires in each run. It's a track that really benefits veterans who know how to save their equipment, not burn stuff up in the first 10, 20, 30 laps of a run. And I think the streak of different winners this season will continue because I think Kevin Harvick will do Kevin Harvey things at Atlanta. You're not supposed to spoil your pick right now. Come on, you know better than that, Seth. I think we'll see something similar to what we saw at Homestead. Uh, the tire degradation is about the same, if not uh, if not maybe a little bit less at Atlanta than Homestead. Uh, that being said, it it's not always a snoozer. There's granted the, in recent years it has been, but 2009, 2010. If I remember correctly, they were not snoozers. Maybe the track has just aged more than I realize. That being said, it should still be a good race. And I don't know about Harvick. Uh, where has SHR been? Uh, nowhere is where they've been at least the last two weeks. Tom? Oh, I definitely think that uh, we probably have uh, a better race than we saw at Phoenix. I mean, I, I think that the bigger tracks this year might surprise us. And uh, I think there's an awful lot of competitive cars right now. And I do think that this will probably at some at some point come down to tire wear. It may even come down to fuel strategy. Um, we'll just have to see how many cautions we get. But I think this uh, has the opportunity to actually be a pretty good race this year. Um, and I guess we'll see. I, I am, I'm actually bullish uh, on Kevin Harvick uh, going into this, but I'm not going to pick him to win. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, don't spoil it. Uh, all right, I'll go back around the table one more time. This time I'll start with Seth. Who needs to have a good run in the cup race on Sunday and why? Matty Bendetto. Uh, he's still mired 28 in points. Uh, uncharacteristic for Wood Brothers Racing in recent years, and he, where he's racing for his racing career uh, at the end of this year, he needs a good run. All right, Peter. I brought him up in the last round. I'll say it again. I think this is a make-or-break weekend for Kevin Harvick because, yes, he has four top tens in the five races so far this season, but he's not been up front. He's not been leading laps, and like I said a minute ago, Atlanta has been his playground in recent years, so if Harvick doesn't show up this weekend, I think the four teams in dire straits heading into the summer run. Did he just use the words make-or-break in week six, Tom? I'm, I'm, I'm blown away here. Yeah, me too. It's uh, week six, man. We got 20 weeks left. All right. That being said, who do you think needs to have a good run in about a minute? Uh, Matt DiBenedetto is <laughs> the guy that needs to have a good Fair run. Enough. He really needs to, he needs to get off the side here with the 21. And it's not that they haven't been good. They just haven't been lucky. I think he and uh, Ross Chastain are two guys that both really need good runs here. 
I was going to say Chastain, actually. Uh, so I'm glad you brought him up because, yeah, Ross, I think there was a lot expected out of him going to that 42 car this year, and he's been very, very underwhelming through the first uh, five weeks of the season. But aside from Chastain, if I had to throw one more name out there that we haven't mentioned yet, Eric Almarola. Uh, is another driver, and I think that falls in line yes. with the whole Stuart Haas racing needs to find out, uh, you know, find where their speed went and get it back, because that that whole organization has just kind of looked lost the last two or three weeks, very un-SHR-like, and I'm not sure what they do to fix it. I'm not sure if it's just bad luck or if there's something bigger going on there, but what I do know is uh, if the real SHR doesn't stand up soon... Um, I, I'm going to begin to question whether they're going to be able to getting closer to the summer. That being said, we got one more big segment coming up around the turn. We got a slide and a break. We'll be back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. 
rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Peter Strada, Tom Baker, still with you, still talking racing, got a little bit more of this show left to go, and obviously we'll have our fantasy discussion at the end, but we were talking cup drivers that need to have a good day in the last segment. Derek Krause actually brings up an interesting point, Peter, of truck drivers who need to have a good day because that team ended last year with some decent momentum and yet uh, they I think they've been about a snake bit at the luck bank as Matt Benedetto in the Cup Series the 19 team has absolutely been nowhere in the first few weeks of the Truck Series season Peter yeah the 19 has certainly had a Murphy's Law run of bad luck I mean think about last year they nearly won the first truck race back at Darlington lost it out in overtime I believe to Ben Rhodes but then this year they've just been all over the map I don't think they even have a single top 10 if they did I'd be shocked they just have a lot to fix over at the McAnally team if they want to mount another playoff charge now, that being said, there was a truck bit Tom that was uh, very exciting and one that I know you and I both appreciate because both of us have an extreme love of the ground pounders, otherwise known as the Modifieds. Hattori Racing releasing their throwback scheme this week on the truck side, and it is honoring soon-to-be NASCAR Hall of Famer Mike Stefanik for the May Darlington Truck Weekend, going back to his 2010-2011 uh, Flamingo Motorsports modified ride with Eric Sanderson. It is a beautiful scheme. It translates to Austin Hill's United Rentals truck very, very well. And who doesn't love a paint scheme paying tribute to a nine-time NASCAR champion? I love it. Yeah, you know, um, Mike Stefanik was a driver who was as much of a blue-collar sort of working man type uh, appeal as Dale Earnhardt didn't have obviously the southern charm because he was um, New England born and bred but uh, you know certainly had a great personality and was a, a an extremely talented racer um, never really got the right shot to go big time but boy did he run rough shot over the modified division for a long time and he was a lot of fun to watch I am thrilled Jacob, that Hattori decided to do this um, because I think that Mike Stefanik deserves way more recognition than he's gotten. And I hope that the fact that he's um, incoming into the Hall of Fame will help fix that a little bit because uh, people need to know more about him and about what he accomplished in his career. Seven-time modified tour champion in the modern era. That's the most uh, modern era titles of anybody. And twice a champion of uh, what was then the Bush North Series and has gone through many iterations to get to what it's known as today in the Arca Menard Series East. But uh, 
you know, only one other guy, that being Richie Evans, who won the modified title nine times. Uh, you know, there's the, they're the only two guys, Richie and, and Stefanik, who have nine NASCAR sanctioned champion, championships. Uh, so a lot of good there. You're right. Uh, you know, he was inducted for the class of 2021. Uh, he'll go in officially early 2022, according to the Hall of Fame, just because of all the challenges with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. But uh, looking forward to that. It's a well-deserved honor. It's overdue. And, uh, you know, I'll be one of those who will certainly be celebrating when it happens here uh, coming up next year for Mike Stefanik. Uh, that being said, I want to stick with the modified theme for a minute, Tom, because we had modifieds on the racetrack this week testing at Martinsville, Ryan Priest, Ryan Newman, April 8th, Modifieds, Martinsville, let's go. Yes, can't wait for that. That is a return that should have happened years before it has. Um, and, of course, it, it meant to happen last year, but uh, virus got in the way. So thankful that uh, uh, it, it is going to happen this year. Glad to see cars on the track there. Looking really forward to that race, and I'll toss in um, a little bit of a plug, too, for the Smart Modified Tour opener we had this past weekend at Caraway, the big Southern Modified Auto Racing Tour. Um, and Bobby Labonte in the cookout car was in contention for the win on the last lap and ended up uh, kind of getting caught up in a brush between the two leaders who ended up first and second, Money Matt Hirschman and uh, Burt Myers. Bobby ended up at the inside wall but finished ninth um, in his uh, full-season debut. He ran Florence last year, got a top five there. So uh, Bobby Labonte, a full season of Southern Modified Racing. But, yeah, Martinsville Modifieds just go hand-in-hand, hand, and I can't wait to see them uh, back on that track again. 200 lap or under the lights. It's a Thursday night primetime event leading into the remainder of the weekend there at the Paperclip. So a lot of fun things going on for that and coming up in a couple of weeks. Now, Peter, I will uh, I will turn to you as we continue kind of just going over some, some loose ends here, I guess, if you will, uh, before we look ahead uh, for the remainder of this uh you know we we've been talking so much about uh about the Bristol dirt race and obviously for the truck series this is just a precursor all these guys who are coming in and are truck series regulars want to take notes and understand how their trucks behave a little bit because unlike the cup series which is only going to run on dirt at bristol the trucks get to do it again at knoxville later this summer so uh you fasten your seatbelts, you take some notes and i know we've all been brainstorming already you know who else could we see i, I i've had some ideas of guys that i would love to see get an opportunity when it comes time for Knoxville in July but uh, you know we're seeing this once now and we'll get to see it again later this summer and I'm all for that yeah I'm all for the trucks having multiple races on dirt too I really think the truck series should be the series that goes to more short tracks and has the more diverse racing schedule with road courses with dirt tracks and really just has more of that Saturday night feel the weekly series venues like a South Boston, like a Martinsville, like I could name a hundred other tracks, but I really think trucks on a short track, whether dirt or pavement, is a good thing. I love to see more of it. 
Um, I'll add, too, by the way, uh, we talked earlier about guys invading the Truck Series. There's a couple guys invading the Cup Series for the Bristol Dirt Race, Tom. I'll throw three names at you from three very different disciplines, and uh, all three of which I think could actually do some damage in the right opportunity. Stuart Friesen driving for Spire Motorsports in the Cup Race at Bristol. Mike Marler driving for MBM Motorsports. Mike, a uh, uh, former World of Outlaws late model champion. And Shane Golubic driving for Matt Tift and BJ McLeod at Live Fast. Shane, a very accomplished sprint car and midget racer. Three names, three different dirt disciplines, all coming to the Cup Series. And this is what I love about the Bristol Dirt Weekend. You get guys who are your, your regular dirt short trackers just looking for an opportunity. This is a clean slate, and we don't know what we're going to see. They've got as good a chance as anybody. They do. I think for Golubic, though, it's still going to be a big adjustment because even though he's on dirt, he's in a very heavy car. He's done no, virtually no racing as far as I know, or not a lot of racing in late models, mostly in open wheel cars. So I think he's going to have the biggest adjustment. Marler, um, I think, ran the truck race last year, the year before, and I think did pretty well, um, if I remember right. Um and then I also would say uh, Stuart Friesen's probably got the best shot of the three just because of all the experience he's had in the trucks and, and he's run modifieds on pavement a few times, um, you know, and done quite a bit of other type of racing. So I think Friesen's probably got a shot to do pretty well. But I'll tell you, um, Austin Dillon is probably a guy that you're going to have to watch out for because he's already won once this week at Bristol on the dirt, um, and he came from the dirt tracks. So, yes, he did. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Austin Dillon better be ranked as a pretty heavy favorite going into this one. Yes. Seth, in about 30 seconds, I know you've got one more quick point before we get into our fantasy picks, uh, and it revolves around Bill Lester, who is returning to NASCAR competition and going to run the truck race this weekend at Atlanta and it falls on a very very special anniversary for him 15 years ago to today uh, Saturday for his Cup Series debut so he returns uh, on the 15th anniversary to run the truck race it's a bit it's going to be a big opportunity too I mean he's driving a potent truck the number 17 Ford for David Gilliland Racing. He's got sponsorship from Atlanta Ford dealers and Camping World on board. So I, I think it's going to be fun to see how he does. I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? It's a great story. Good to see Bill come back for one more. And uh, best of luck to him this weekend. But that being said, on to our fantasy picks. We have three series to pick, and we can go right in order because they do go in order. Trucks Xfinity Cup this weekend. And hey, I'm not in the basement for a change <laughs> it's it's kind of nice randy miller was uh dumping the uh the points at us earlier and uh get gave us uh gave us you know the fact that of the of our group i'm not last but unfortunately i'm last of the four of us so uh you know the things still to happen and i've been hemming and hawing about my picks all show truck series kyle bush because i just don't think he loses too straight to john hunter nemechek xfinity series Austin Sindrick until somebody beats him, and I don't know what to do with the cup race. I want to pick Harvick, but, you know, about the time I do that, he's going to finish 20th again. So I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski, Seth. Why not? 
Okay, I think Seth is in parentheses. So Something I'm just like that. Jump in oh, here uh, and, uh, I did sorry. call you by name, Seth. Yes, yes. Uh, truck Series Kyle Busch, Xfinity AJ Allmendinger, and Cup William Byron. Okay, Peter. Trucks, I'll go John Hunter Nemechek just because I think he'll go two for two being the boss man. Xfinity, I'm liking Martin Truex in the 54, hoping he can continue his winning ways. And then Cobb, how can you go against Kevin Harvick? Really? You you believe where I didn't? Okay, I'll, gi- I'll give you that, uh, Tom, since you're still g- kind of beating up on the kids here. <laughs> well... I'm third overall uh, in the league, so we'll we'll go with that for now. So, all right, so uh, truck series race, I'm going to go ahead and pick John Hunter Nemechek to get another win. In the Xfinity series, I'm going to go with the driver who hasn't uh, won yet this year but really should, and I'm going to pick Noah Gregson. And in the Cup series, I am going with Kevin Harvick because it's Atlanta, and that's what Kevin Harvick does at Atlanta. He wins. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> if he doesn't win, can I come back next week and say I told you guys so? Well, sure. I mean, you got a uh, 39 out of 40 uh, chance to do that, so uh, <laughs> it's not really that big a deal, but sure, why not? Uh, fair enough. Oh, my goodness. It, it's going to be fun. I I don't know that there's... Re- Shoot, the five races we've seen, we really haven't been able to predict anything because the first four were pretty much complete surprises, and then Martin Truex... I, w- I would have picked Martin Truex to win a race this year, but I would not have picked Martin Truex to win at Phoenix, of all places, because that is far from his best tracks so uh i i don't know we'll we'll see uh it's it's gonna be interesting this race because it's moved date moved weather you know all that the last couple years i think it's hard to predict last year we ran this race in june because of the pandemic now we're back in mid-march so i don't know that you can really lean on any of your notes from last year and you're just kind of going with your gut and my gut says that Stuart haas racing is not good right now so until they prove they are good i'm not picking him isn't that uh i believe what i see i feel like tom has said that a lot we're up against our final commercial break white flag final thoughts and a few musings coming up right after this on the madness parents your son or daughter has had their license for a while now but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road high school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively they need to be prepared for any highway emergency for less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette 
It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Madness and our White Flag segment, which means these guys get about 30 seconds to give their final thoughts. Tom, then Peter, then Seth. Tom, lead it off. Okay, my final thought for the evening is, you know what? We're going to Atlanta in March, but boy, oh boy, I can't wait to go back there in July when it'll be about 110 in the shade, uh, if there is any shade anywhere. Uh, that's going to be a real interesting time to go to Atlanta and run a NASCAR race. So go ahead, uh, Seth, I guess you're next. Well, uh, apparently I'm next now. But that being said, uh, Camping World NASCAR is back courtesy of Marcus Limonas this time with Overton's as sponsorship. And he had a twist uh, giving a contest to the three best designers uh, in his eyes. And one of them that made the top three is Noah Lefty Sweet. Woohoo! Peter. I'll be watching out Sunday for the top three in points, Hamlin, Kozlowski, and Logano, who are all winless, looking to see if one of them can break that streak. I like it. You know, I said at the beginning of the year that the regular season champion would not go winless. I stand by that. It's just a matter of which of those three manages to get to victory lane first. I personally think it'll be Keselowski. That's why I picked him. And, uh, you know, we'll just see how it all shakes out. That being said, uh, just as quick as we got going tonight, it's already time to say goodbye. Good night, rather, to this edition of The Madness. So for Tom, Seth, Peter, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks, and we'll see you next time here on Motorsports Madness. Till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. 
Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.